0: Hi there. So in this episode, I talk about why doing a PhD required me to think like a business owner. So I think doing a PhD, first of all, I think is a very entrepreneurial thing to do, and so it should not come as uh, as a surprise that um, that you know it, you might have to think of it as uh, your business uh, and think like a business owner in order to successfully finish a PhD um and i think the more that you can think of the whole thing as a business and you as the driver the business owner the entrepreneur who is going to make things happen i think the more empowered you will feel and feeling empowered and giving yourself that power to conduct to execute your phd and uh bringing it to the finish line that is very important i think to the success of uh getting a phd done so and You know, everybody, every PhD candidate, every graduate student who has become a PhD candidate thinks about quitting. And um, I would say uh, if you're feeling that way, there is nothing, uh, you know, new about that or really wrong about that. I know a PhD is very difficult and challenging and it's long and it's a long drawn process and very. Uh, you know, it can go on forever. And it, there can be a lot of discouraging factors. There can be a lot of demoralizations along the way, such such as the nature of research. So if you're feeling like you should, you know, whether you should quit your PhD or not, this is a very uh, common feeling. Every graduate student thinks about quitting. Like this is not something you should be ashamed of. Uh, that's pretty normal in grad school. And, you know, not to say that, uh, and, and on top of that, I know that academia is not exactly always the most supportive environment. It can be kind of toxic sometimes uh, and wanting to get out of it uh, is pretty normal uh, response. And um, the other thing is, if you do need to get out because, you know, you don't really want a PhD anymore or you've re Uh, thought your course of action and all you need is a master's or you, you know, you don't really need an advanced degree. I really say this, that I'm the last person to push people to get a PhD unless, you know, they really want that for themselves. Like, it's not like, uh, people are lacking. Uh, people are suffering due to the lack of a PhD. Like it's really something that you dream for yourself. If, if there's especially research topics that you are very interested in pursuing, and you know you get a PhD along that along the way uh, because of that process that you really enjoy, then uh, you know that's the way to do it. And also, if you if you really want that for yourself, and this is that's what I'm getting at here is that this is really about you wanting something for yourself kind of like in a selfish business owner-like way. And so once you realize that and you take the reins in your hands, the, you take that power back, uh, That's when that's when I think you can really, really thrive in a PhD program and actually finish your PhD and be done and all of that. So if you're thinking of quitting, again, you're not alone. It's okay. And Uh, What helped me finish mine was to act like a business owner, like at some point you really have to realize that this is you and you wanted this you enrolled in this program. It can feel like a lot of things are not in your control anymore. You know, there's an enormous power gradient between you and your advisor, of course. Uh, there is a lot of power that your advisor holds. It may seem like you're just doing whatever they're saying to do. And who knows when you'll graduate and like your committee, all of these other external factors can definitely um, cloud the process and make you feel pretty helpless uh, during a PhD program. And I think that contributes largely to how much mental health issues there are. And I certainly had my share of um, mental health problems during grad school. And and, you know, like many PhD candidates uh, leave with a master's degree. I know so many friends who have done this. I know so many people I know very closely who have done this and they're perfectly happy about it. Like they've moved on with their lives. They have gone on to do their next things. And I know, you know, so many people who who, who have done this that are alive, they're successful alive and kicking absolutely zero of them thinks that they cannot carry on due to lack of a PhD. So in case you know you really really want a phd this should hopefully give you some power back that this is completely optional like you know a lot of people uh say say someone really wants to start a business um that's honestly an optional activity like uh you know there is other ways to have an income someone could do a job instead there is other things that you could be doing with your life it's really up to you so when you really get down to it and think of your phd as a completely optional thing that you have chosen to do for yourself. This is you and for you. And so many people, uh, you know, either don't ever, ever start a PhD, or even if they do start, they don't finish one, they uh, might graduate with a master's, and they go on to do their uh, next things, and they move on with their lives, and they're perfectly happy about it. So there's no, like, I, I just want you to reduce the pressure of actually finishing a PhD, even if you uh, started one, Just, just think about it, right? Even if you've started one, that does not mean you have to finish a PhD. You know, like during the last year of my PhD, I leveraged this fact, lots and lots to calm myself down. And so what I thought is, if I leave with a master's, all of the work I have done, will not vanish. I would, I would have still done great, right? I had already worked on a bunch of research, a bunch of papers, and those accomplishments were always going to be there with me. It's not like just because I don't have the piece of paper at the end Uh, That does not mean that I haven't uh, done all of the things uh, up to that point. Like, say you're a third-year graduate student, say you're a fourth-year, fifth-year graduate student, you have accomplished a lot along the way in your Ph.D. Even if tomorrow you don't get a Ph.D. for whatever reason, and I know many things could go wrong during a Ph.D., That does not mean that you don't have these accomplishments. Like, for example, if you wrote a paper, if you wrote two papers, I don't know, like all of this research you've done, all of the classes that you may have taught, all of the, you know, you make a difference in life, in society to your friends, your coworkers, your other uh, fellow grad students. And all of these things will count for something. They still matter. Not having a degree is not the end of the world. So letting go of that terror of not having the degree after all helped me lots and lots to actually finish. Like, this is the trick. This is the ultimate trick I have for you, which is that if you, if you accept that you might not finish your PhD and that's okay, you actually that actually helps greatly to finish. So when you start a business, there is always that risk of things not ending, ending up how you planned them but you take the calculated risk and you do it anyway. A PhD is the same way. When you start, you're taking a risk. You might not finish with a PhD. Lots of things could happen and maybe you don't get one at the end. Uh, I think it's about a third that leaves, uh, the program without a PhD. And of course, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's pretty common for people to actually leave a PhD program. They decide not to finish or, you know, something happens and they don't finish. So you are risking investing your time, energy and life. Uh, when you start a PhD program, because you might not have a PhD at the end, you're accepting a low income, maybe debt in the meantime, and fewer savings and less retirement money. All of this stuff, and and this is of course assuming that you're in a full time. PhD program, and you don't have another uh, income or whatever, you know, like I was a full time student, I I wasn't working outside of grad school, like I was, you know, grad school was the job uh, 24 seven, and I made around 20 25k per year. Um, Through most of my 20s, that's I made either less than or uh, around $25,000. So that's that was my income for most of my 20s 25k or less and of course I was not putting anything into my retirement account um, until I got out of academia so you know all of these things are sort of uh, you know financially putting you in a position that uh, may or may not be the best like it's all just kind of risky like and, and, and you know that's not to say that you can't make money later on like I'm fine now I do have a retirement account I do make more money and I'm good but like At the same time, I was kind of risking uh, having this lower income, blah, blah, blah. Like, and you know, then I finished my PhD. So everything is good. But like, you never know. You never know. But you do it anyway, because you are really, really passionate about something. And that is, to me, no different than being an entrepreneur. Like, if an entrepreneur is like, say if someone wants to open a restaurant, they have this dream, they have this ambition, a vision, and they start this business. And you know, a lot of businesses... I think most businesses fail, if I'm not mistaken. And then, you know, you learn something through that process. You tried. Like, at least you're not like, oh, what if I started a business? In this case, what if I started a PhD? Well, you started a PhD. Maybe you will succeed at actually having the degree. Maybe not. But everything you do will still count for something, will still be accomplishments, and will still be with you forever. So, if you're feeling so passionate about something that you just have to do it even with the least amount of support right like because in a gra- in, in graduate school that's what we do we kind of function with the least amount of support like there isn't really a whole lot of support in academia so that's kind of what entrepreneurs do don't they like they're they're minimalists that kind of have to just make do with whatever they have And 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 like they have to, they're trying to make something work because that's just how passionate they are. This is not about just having a job where you show up and collect a paycheck. Like this is about real passion. This is about being the driver of your dreams, trying to make something come true that you have envisioned for yourself. So. You know, just like an entrepreneur learns a lot along the way, no matter the end result of their end of war, you will too. So honestly, my my, my suggestion would be let your risk taking be empowering rather than panic inducing. And I will say that again, let your risk taking be empowering rather than panic inducing. Yes, you're taking a risk by starting a PhD program. I will give you that. You are taking a risk. You could have a PhD. You could not. But that does not mean that you should let it put you in a paralyzing panic. Accept it. Accept that you have taken a risk, just like a business owner, that you have followed your passion. You are following your passion, come uh, come hell or high water, like you are doing what you wanted to do, you have given yourself that permission, that opportunity, and you've taken it. And in the end, you know, there are successes and there are failures. Who cares? Like most people, I mean, other people, this is not about other people. This is about you. You started a PhD for yourself. And you will do all these things that then, you know, maybe you will have a PhD, maybe not. And this is a risk you've taken and you should accept that risk and you should accept it with empowerment, that this is an empowering thing you've done. And, you know, accept that it could go wrong, actually, and don't let that end result uh you know, put you in a state of panic so much that you can't even move forward, right? So congratulations, you're a business owner and your PhD is your business. So own your business and try your darn so so it doesn't fail like, yeah, you know, no business owner wants to have their business fail so do everything you can to protect your business you're not your advisor's indentured uh servant you are a business owner so this is the part that i really want you to embrace like feel act and feel like a business owner don't ask for permission to do what is best for your business do what is best for your business you can always ask for forgiveness if needed you know like Don't You don't have your advisor or committee support. Everyone and everything around you is discouraging and demoralizing. Don't care. You can't let your business fail. Always focus on your business. At every step, ask the question, what is best for your business? Don't wait for people to tell you what to do and put your business in other people's hands. You can't do that. Remember, it's your business. You drive it. You will decide what is best for it. Figure out what is best for your business and maybe you will be wrong sometimes. But guess what? Every business owner makes mistakes. You will make mistakes. You will learn from them. You will move on. There's no such thing as a perfect business owner. Nobody cares about being a perfect business owner. It's not about perfection. It's about execution and doing things and taking risks and moving the frick on. If something goes wrong, if something goes right, you just keep going and you push forward in your business. Okay, this is not about a job and about getting like five stars and a raise at the end of the year. This is about you and your business. Okay, like, of course, you should get advice and you should get help and be a good listener all entrepreneurs have to do this. Like you have to take feedback. You have to have that feedback process happen. You, you know, you should do everything that is good for your business. But uh, what you cannot afford is to accept that your business uh, must move forward according to the whims and fancies of other people, such as your advisor, if that's the case. I'm only too aware of the enormous power gradient between an advisor and a student. If not power use strength. I know I know you're less powerful than your advisor, okay? Move on. To protect your business, you must use whatever you do have at your disposal. Whatever resources you do have. You must think of every tactic, you must think of every way, method, whatever to make your business succeed, which is in this case your PhD and then actually getting a PhD. You know, like when your advisor asks you to do 10,000 things, think what is good for my business and then prioritize don't do 10000 things you'll never finish like what i'm trying to say is like when your advisor is asking for things from you when they're demanding for things from you you should always prioritize what will get you your phd versus what how to make your advisor happy and those two things may be slightly different you know what i'm saying like they might have asked you to do 10000 things of which only two things will count towards uh getting your phd that you can actually put in your on your thesis and write papers about and you know, always be selfish and prioritize according to what you think is best for your business slash your your PhD. Because only you can do that. Remember that when it comes time for you to graduate again, don't forget to act like a business owner. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So here's the thing, right? PhD students get very discouraged, very demoralized by the reactions of their advisor, by what their committee members think, by this, by that. But it doesn't matter. Your business is your business. It doesn't matter how disbelievingly your advisor looks at you when you say you want to graduate. Or at least don't let it matter. Okay? They can be as disbelieving as they want. You're going to make it happen. You're going to make it happen. And you can check out an article I've uh, written. And I probably have a podcast on this as well. And it's on my YouTube channel. All of this stuff about there are four things you can do to make sure that you do graduate. I have this on my website, howtophd.org. The bottom line is you cannot act like others are in the driver's seat. Okay, your advisor can look at you disbelievingly today. But if you continue to do your work, push your work forward, push things forward that matter to your business slash your PhD, there is nothing that can stop you. They will come around. Your advisor has to come around. What is happening today can change tomorrow. So forget, forget about being a student who is waiting for their teacher's approval. Be a business owner instead. You are in charge. You will graduate when you make that happen, okay? And this this will, this will will make you so much, so much, so much better at actually driving the things forward that needs to happen, such as your research, your thesis, things that need to go into your thesis, things that you can write papers on, things that are high value uh, accomplishments to have that will actually result in getting your PhD done rather than uh, wasting time feeling discouraged and demoralized because you give too much value to what other people think. You really can't when you have a business. This is your business and you can succeed no matter what because you're in the driver's seat, okay? So good luck so much and um, you know, let me know your thoughts. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast, please uh, rate and review it if you can. It's on Apple, it's on Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. If you could give it a rating, that would be amazing. If you could check out my website where I blog about all of this, howtophd.org blog, that would be amazing. Please do visit, um, show your support. That'd be awesome. I do this as a purely like a side hustle. So I really hope that you take full advantage of what I put out um, in these uh, media like podcasts. Um, my blog, uh, my YouTube channel under my name, Oindri Banerjee. So yeah, Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and all the very best to you.